Hello, DJ Lydia. Hello, Pam. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to GG and the 561. Thank you so much for being You're here. You're very welcome. This is going to be a fun podcast. I appreciate you being here. I know you're very busy, and so um, I appreciate you. I want to tell my listeners just a little bit about who we have on the podcast, uh, Gigi and the 561. Today, Gigi, of course, that's me. And with us today is South Florida DJ Lydia. And you have done many things, but right now you are pretty much focused on being a, a, a DJ. You have worked for, uh, you have been a marketing and promotions manager for Pandisk Records. You have worked for Apple. You have your degree in broadcasting. You have been a, a very busy person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, um, I, I want to ask you a little bit, First, before we get into what you're doing now, uh, because DJing is what I read is your passion. So we do yep, want to. for sure. You know what? You do have to. You do have to uh, be passionate about what you do. I I really do believe that. Uh, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, time you spent at Pan Disc Records because they are in Miami. Could you tell us a little bit about the kinds of music? that that uh, you had to promote or or you did you didn't have to but that you did promote while you were there well the promotion that i did was for freestyle and miami bass that's the kind of music that we uh, promoted we had a lot of artists like premier debbie deb um uh dj laz young and restless we had a lot of artists and some of them are on the freestyle side, and the other ones were on the Miami bass and rap side. Clay D was another one. That was something that was on the side of the sounds of the two live crew. So we were the 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 other label in Miami besides Luke's label, which was uh, with the two live crew. So they, that was our uh, – they weren't our enemies because we were all friends, but that was the right. other label, you know. And it was a lot of fun. What was the and most challenging part of doing that, do you think? The, the most challenging, because I was the marketing director, was calling. I had to call record stores all over the country and ask them if they knew about our records and certain records we'd promote when they'd come out. And, you know, if you're calling, you know, the Midwest, they don't know a lot about Miami Days. Yeah. You know? So you had to tell them about it, send them a copy so they could hear it, and then... The next week, you call them and ask them how they felt about it, and stuff like that. That was challenging because they were in the middle of nowhere, and they probably would never hear that unless you sent it to them. Yeah. But until our our artists got big, I mean, there's a lot of our artists left around that are still touring. I mean, the well, Trinia, she was in California, and now she tours. Not now because of COVID, but yeah. she's still big, and that's a long time ago. Yeah. You know? right. And Debbie Deb and who else? The Young and Restless and DJ Live. So, oh. wow. Now, uh, are you originally from South Florida? Did you, is this where you, your roots are? Your, where you? Well, you know? no. I was because, born in Puerto Rico. Because no was, one is. <laughs> no, no one is. <laughs> no one is. Nobody is. Really. <laughs> I know some people, very few. 
Me but too. I was born in Puerto Rico. I was raised in New York, and I came down here about 25 years ago. I love and, Puerto um, Rico. You know what? I absolutely, I cannot wait till we can travel again. Uh, I love me Puerto too. Rico. I think it's me one too. Of the, I can't wait to go back and visit. Yeah. Me you too. Know, but, it's, it's beautiful. It's friendly. It's it's. I I could not say enough about it. Um, yeah. Now let's let's move on to you have uh, had uh, you've been being a DJ for over thirty years. I think yes. that is unbelievable because I've seen your picture and I, I I say this to people, but it's really true. I'm always amazed. It's like. You look like you're 30. How can you have been? Thank you. We're not going, we're not going down Thank the you. road of age. But it's just, that's that's an incredible uh, amount of years, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I, and, well, a lot of people stopped doing it. I mean, I kept doing it, and I'm still doing it. You know, they, they're amazed that I'm still doing it. You know, when people yeah. see me, they can't believe it. You know, but um, I love it. It's my passion, so... Before we finish the the podcast, I will. I have some things to uh, to read. A couple of things to read about people that have you have DJed for. So, okay. yeah, stick around for that. Um, what made you make that switch to become a, a DJ? Because that's you have to work with a lot of people of different tastes and different attitudes and venues and. You have to have, I believe, a certain mindset to be able to deal with that. Oh, for sure. You have to, when you're DJing, you have to read your room. I mean, if you don't have that ability, you shouldn't be a DJ because you have to make sure everybody's happy, you know, and you can read them right off the bat, you know. I hadn't DJed since last April. I did a wedding two Sundays ago. I thought I was doing okay, you know, for me. But they said, oh, you're great, you're great, I can't believe it, you know, it was wonderful. And I thought I was doing okay, I didn't think I was doing great, but, you know, as I read the room, that's the way it was, you well, know? What, what has been your biggest talent in going back uh, after uh, all of us being in lockdown and we're still somewhat... Uh, in, well, the, in the biggest challenge is wearing a mask while you're trying to speak uh, and, and uh, it's really hot yeah. and <laughs> uncomfortable when you're DJing. But otherwise, yeah. otherwise, you know, it's okay. It's, I don't have any issues with going back. It was like riding a bike. What's your, your uh, well, you, you certainly have the experience to step right back into it. Um, yeah. What what skills did you bring with you when you stepped into that arena? Were you mentored by someone else? Did you work with someone else, or no. did it did it just evolve? In- That's funny. No, I didn't work with anybody, and nobody mentored me. I was fourteen, and I had I bought two turntables in in my bedroom when I was fourteen, and I and I bought a mixer from Radio Shack which had no cues, so there was no headphone jack. It just mixed back and forth between two turntables. Uh-huh. And uh, there was nothing back in those days that you could really do. That was it. It was, you know, belt drive turntables, and you did what you did. But, you know, that's how I started learning how to mix and all about – I learned about music way before that. I was in music when, you know, I was a child. So yeah. I, I, was, I was coming into that with a lot of knowledge about music already. I just didn't know what to do with it, and then I found it, you know. What, what my, your, go ahead. What's that? I made my own DJ booth in my bedroom, and that's where I spent most of my time. 
How did you do that? How did you make your own DJ? I love that. I did. I went to the store, Ace Hardware, I think it was, and got wood and measured it up and made it to hold two turntables and a mixer and a headphone, and I was good. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Kudos for that. I love that. Ingenuity right there. It was meant to be. It was meant to be for you to to do this as your career. Right. what, you know, were there uh, particular influences? Did you, like, grow up with uh, certain people that influenced you when you began to uh, begin a process? Well, when I began to, to DJ, they're really the only influences were the people that I knew that were DJing in New York. And one of them is on the radio in Sirius, Jellybean Benitez. I knew him when he first started, and I was DJ in a club in Manhattan in New York. But those were my influences. Then I started to get influenced by other DJs that were, you know, big. And when I worked at Pandas, DJ Laz and Clay D, you know. And, and my one of my favorite things is electronic dance music. So my one of my favorites is Dead Mouse and Tiesto, Diplo. You know, it's like heavy Heavy bass dance music. I like so that you, a lot. Yep. So yeah, I do. You know, I I love that. So that those are my influences on that side, and it's great. I I I like Jaws, which is, he pronounces it Jaws, and he plays like a heavy bass electronic dance like Skrillex, but dance music more. So that uh, that's what I like. Doesn't mean that's what I play at weddings and bar mitzvahs, but um. That's my favorite. Because you have to really stay up. I mean, you have to know everything because you have music-wise, because you have weddings that have all different ages and tasty music, and then you have, you know, birthday parties or whatever, bar mitzvahs, as you said. Uh, You have to to really keep up. How in the world do you do that? Well, I keep up by, I look at all the charts, Billboard, dance charts, B-Port, which is all EDM, and uh, local charts from different record pools, and I look at iTunes, and whatever's hot on the list, I'll download it, I'll listen to it, if it's any good, I'll, I'll download it, and when I do parties like that, I ask them a month before to send me a list of the music they like, so that I know what I like to play, because if I know what they like, then I'll know what to play. Beside what they like, I'll have music that's similar, in the, and then I'll play that. You know, it always worked for me, so I don't, I don't worry too much about that. <laughs> what, what do you do when you are, you have worked with your client in advance, and uh-huh. you have downloaded all the music you think is appropriate, but then you get to the event, and you read the crowd, and you see that maybe you need to tweak it a little bit. Or do you come prepared with a kind of an arsenal of backup? Does yeah. yeah, yeah, I have an arsenal of, of a lot of music. So if I read the crowd is going one way, I'll just change it and go their way. That's no problem. I mean, you know, some people tell you, no, play any rap. and But when you get there, people are asking you for rap. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, exactly. You know, so then, you know, you have the, if, like I did a wedding two weeks ago. I asked the bride, they want this song. You said, don't play this. She goes, no, it's okay. You can play that for her. I said, okay. You know? Yeah. 
It was on um, her don't playlist. So that's yeah. See, that's exactly what. What's your advice to people when they are trying to work with a DJ, trying to hire a DJ, and be happy with the experience? Make sure you know they need to 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 do what. What's your what's your what are your tips to them? Well, the best thing to do is email the DJ, tell them what type of music you want, what you like, and, you know, what you don't like, so that way they, they know what not to play, and they know what your likes are, so they can find other music that's similar, and you have a good time. Or you sit down with them and have a conversation about it. Right now it's hard with COVID, but an email, yeah. a telephone call, any of that is good. All right, now let me ask you this. when you're Because I've seen this happen. When you're at an event and people are getting loose, you know, it's later in the evening, people are feeling good, they're having a good time, and they want to help you DJ. Does that ever happen? Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I, I just tell them, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You know, I'd love to, but, you know, the, the, whoever's in charge, they won't let me do that, you know? Oh, perfect, yeah. You know? So it's well, pretty what, easy. They, people always listen to you. Where do you see the the with things beginning to open up? How has that impacted where we are, where you are? With has it changed to any great extent, or are we still? Is it still pretty much that people are afraid to 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 have their big weddings? Because I'm I don't really know because I I don't. I haven't been invited to a single wedding lately, so I <laughs> so I don't really know. Uh, is it is it getting better out there for events? Yeah, it, it, some events are starting to come up, especially outdoors. So people are starting to work more and more the South Florida DJs, and you know, I'd say by the summer it should be opened up a lot, and people should be working more constantly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's good because I'm hopeful, too, that by summer that we'll all be able to travel and, and do things again and, and yeah. not be, you know, living so fearful. What techniques do you use, uh, if you don't mind? You may not want to share this because this may be like your secret thing. Uh, when you are trying to engage your crowd, say it's kind of a tough crowd, or they're just not there, they're just not joining in, how do you how do you how do you get past that? Well, if they're not joining in, I start talking to them and going, "Hey, I always <laughs> pick one out of the crowd that's you know drinking a little and getting loose, and tell them, hey, make these people dance with you. You, you dance <laughs> great.' You know, they're not dancing, and they'll they'll react, and it and it makes all the other people dance. It's really good. It always works for me. We'll come back to to DJing in just a minute, but you are you also worked for Apple as a technical specialist. Do you want to talk about that at all? Was that rewarding for you? Well, I I am working for Apple right now. I'm, oh, you I'm still a, are. Okay. Yes, I'm 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 an at home advisor right now. Oh, so okay. Retail, you know, is only open twenty five or fifty percent. I don't know. So I work from the house. I work full time for Apple. Well, I've been thank there you for, for about five that. years. It's great. Yes, a lot of people need help right now. Yeah, for sure, really, and really good good help. So yes. thank you for all of, of that that you do. Um, thank you. At, at home. Um, when you – how do you see with technology, and you working for Apple, um, it's a perfect segue, uh, changing 
how you DJ because people, it's kind of like Paul McCartney said one time, he's like, you know, we go into the studio and we spend all of this time mixing and making the music sound so good. And then you're mm-hmm. listening to it on your phone and it sounds not that great. Um, yeah. so, um, as opposed to being at home where you have big speakers and stuff, how do you see or do you see any kind of real change or evolution because of the rapidly changing technology for, for DJing and making it so you have may, maybe make it simpler or, um, or just different? I mean, what I, I, what I DJ from is a, a Mac computer, a MacBook Pro, and a Pioneer uh, controller, you know, and I, I don't think that way will change pretty much. I mean, they get better, faster, you know, and uh, can do other things. Yeah. Programs, you know, that you use, like I use Virtual DJ. A lot of people use Serato. I don't think that's it's too expensive. Why is that? Why do you? Oh, it's too expensive. expensive. Okay. For what it is, it's way too expensive. Like virtual DJ costs about $300, and that's all you have to pay for, you know, the pro session, and it's pretty good. I've been using it all the time, and it's worked for me, you know. So, right. you know, I don't think technology will change that much for a DJ. You know, like speakers will change and subwoofers will change, but, you know, they get smaller and yeah. more powerful. Right. But otherwise... You know, it'll always be the same. The only thing is they, a lot of DJs have re, gone into podcasts because there's no work for them, and that's what they did, and they, they're doing their own podcasts of their DJs, DJing, yeah. you know, at home, and right. others are doing interview podcasts. All, all kinds of things are coming up. Well, I think this year, uh, and see, I still feel like we're in 2020 because it just doesn't seem like it's changed that much, so last year and, and so far this year, I think we've all changed so much about what right. we've done and how we've, how we've adapted to, right. to, to that. What's the biggest change for you personally in this, how, in all of this, uh, how, how has that, how has this COVID situation impacted you, if you don't mind sharing that? Well, I mean, uh, I don't like wearing a mask, but I have to because of my health. I'm yeah. a cancer survivor, so I always take care of that. Um, but yes, I live a half a mile from the beach, and I'd like to go to the beach and yeah. hang out. Right. You know, it's real difficult right now. It and, is. Um, you know, I mean, just just being around people, I can't hug anybody anymore. Even, I know. Even I close friends. Yeah, I miss know? that. I so do. you don't have that. that personal feeling when you go see a friend that you haven't seen in two months and you can't hug them. You can't touch them, exactly. No. Now, what... What do you like about being in South Florida as opposed to your working in in Manhattan? Because Manhattan's pretty happening, pretty happening yeah. city. It is <laughs> happening, but but I I've been there and done that, and you know, walking up and climbing stairs with equipment is really difficult. Mm. Not every place that you go has an elevator. Right. Oh. <laughs> and and mm. I don't like snow anymore. It's too cold. Yeah. And, you know, Florida's beautiful and everything's on the first floor. And if there's something on the second floor, there's usually an elevator. Nice. You know? Yeah. Those are the things so, you don't think about, you know. It's yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, you do. You do have to carry all of your heavy equipment. And yeah. you need the, the location makes a difference. See, what happens is people don't think that you when, you, when you charge somebody and you're only charging them for four hours of work, but you're two hours 
into it when you leave the house. You have to set up, and then you play for four hours, and then you break down, and then you go home and put it away. And, and you know, that's a lot of work. That's six, seven hours worth of work. It is, but you're, yeah. You're only charging them for four hours. And so you're right. People really don't think about that. I want to read some yeah. of the some of the type of events that you do, uh, DJ Lydia. Uh, wedding receptions, uh, yeah. ceremonies, birthday parties, cocktail hours. That's my favorite one. Uh, corporate <laughs> events, general events, uh, party, uh, holiday parties, and fundraisers. And these are the genres uh, that you kind of specialize in. Although you're obviously you've made it clear you do what your client wants. Uh, yep. Pop, top 40 rock, classic rock, jazz, love jazz, blues, mariachi, covers, variety, country, bluegrass, oldies, and dance. You have it covered. And I want to yep. say that, that your reviews are 5.0 in where I'm looking. So kudos on that. Thank you. Um, I want to read uh, really quickly here a couple of your reviews because they are wonderful. DJ Lydia was awesome. She played all of the songs I requested and did a great job keeping guests involved. She was funny and to the point and picked great music to go with the suggestions I made. And that came from Jenna. Then Tom said she made the fundraising event great. She plays to the crowd. I highly recommend her. I have hired several DJs in the past. She is definitely one of the best. And I have been to many, many fundraisers, DJ Lydia. And let me just tell you, fundraising can be, it's uh, always a good cause. It's always very important. But it can be, it can be uh, dry. It can be, you know, uh, so kudos. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so through all of this, your most rewarding thing about being a DJ, your very, very most, the thing that keeps you going when you're, you're tired, you're hot, you're wearing your mask, but it's your passion, you're going to keep going. What exactly is it? What makes me keep going when I'm DJing? That, that is the, the very most rewarding, the most uh, the, rewarding The part. most rewarding thing is that people are dancing and being happy and having a good time, and right now that's really important. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, what do you want people to know about you? What Number one, what do you do in your off time when you're even in, in COVID? What, how do you relax? What, what music do you listen to personally, and, and how do you uh, relax? Oh, I can listen. I, I like to take a ride in the car and listen to jazz. I listen to EDM. I listen to everything. I just drive around and put on some good music that I have on my phone and plug it in. And, I, you know, it could be anything. I was listening to Cardi B's new song before. I can listen to Gargon City, which is EDM. I can listen to, oh, jeez, I was listening to Biggie Smalls before. You know? Yeah, so you're, you're, your interest is vast. It's yeah. absolutely vast. Now, I is there anything... To- I oh, go ahead. to a Bobby Caldwell album. Bobby Caldwell's been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And I was listening to a song called You Promised Me, and that song was on his second album. Nobody really listened to that album. The first album was the one that had uh, uh, What You Won't Do For Long on it. So, so it was, you know, it was, it's nice to me back some memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
You know, that's true. I mean, I think that's the thing about music. It can make you feel very happy and it can also make you sad. It can make you sad though in a in a good way because you are I know the certain songs will remind me of people that are no longer here but I'm I'm happy happy yep. sad because I shared that with them and they're no longer yes. here but I still have that very special memory. Music is huge. It's I and that's why I so appreciate you being here today. I really do because it's very important in my personal life and and I, I it it gets you through, or it doesn't. I'm just speaking personally. I mean, it, it just um, you. I lean on it to um, bring me up, to make me want to dance, to make me feel certain ways, and it's it's very important. So, is there anything else we need to know about DJ Lydia? Well, DJ Lydia, <laughs> I won a, an Emmy at Channel Seven here, WSVN locally. I used to do sound for the news, and I won an Emmy. You didn't tell me that. I, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, congratulations. It was a while ago, so I, I don't care. That's really, that is so important. We should see, in, in the media business, that's called, I have, you know what's happened right here? I have buried the lead because that is the lead. That should have been at the top of the, top of the podcast. That is, that's wonderful. Excellent. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that was something we needed to know about. Um, I thank you so much. I truly do. You have been so gracious to come on today and Gigi in the 561 podcast with me. I have learned so much and will look forward to hopefully really seeing you in action sometime in the future. That is, I'm, I, I hope to see that happen if we ever thank get you. to that point. Yes, so. I appreciate you giving me the time to express what I feel and it's a great podcast. Thank you. It has been my honor. Thank you so much. And to my listeners, uh, I hope you have enjoyed DJ Lydia as much as I have enjoyed doing this podcast with her. If you want to find her, you can find her very easily. Google her name, DJ L-Y-D-I-A, and she comes right up South Florida, DJ. Um, You know what to do. Go to North Palm Beach Life, the podcast, all of them, with all of my guests and just me talking. They're all there. They're always there. But you can also find them on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, and many, many platforms, way too many to even name. You will be able to see DJ Lydia because we will have a page for her as well on NorthPalmBeachLife.com with links to her, that any links that she would like us to have so you can reach her and get in touch with her. So you want to be sure and not only listen to the podcast, but go to her page when it is posted. And I will certainly be putting these links out so you will, it will be easy for you. All of my listeners, I thank you so much for always coming back to Gigi. That's me in the 561. Stay tuned.